They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is there coming to get you. I, I'm one of your hosts, Brent Trahune, and I've got the Cuda gassed up. I've got the four barrel shotgun all loaded up, which is not in this one, but it's in later sequels. But how can we not talk about a four barrel shotgun? And I'm joined by my co-host, Gavin Eddings. Brent. <laughs> that's right, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to that's going to be most of this podcast right now. We're going to go ahead. And give you a heads up. We're going to say boy a whole <laughs> bunch in that voice. So if you don't like it, I, I don't know. This episode might not be for you. Prepare to overmodulate these microphones, Gavin. <laughs> yes. Today we are doing a movie that you requested that mm-hmm. you are a big fan of. And what movie is that, Brent? <laughs> it's a uh, phantasm from uh, what, what year is it? 1979. 1979. So right before Friday the 13th, but right after Halloween, really the meat of that horror sandwich is yeah. the, the tall man. And I really like this movie. I really enjoy this series. Actually, and by series, I've only seen the first one. Okay, well, that'll change later. But uh, (laughs) uh, I requested this. This was one that I, you know, of, you know, five, six years ago, I had seen most of the movies that you should see as a horror fan. And I, I still have some that I haven't seen. But time and time again, I would see Phantasm pop up on lists. And I said, let me check this out. And I watched it and I said, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. <laughs> so it quickly has become one of my favorites. I own I own all the I think the figures that have been released officially. I bought some um, customized figures up there. Gavin, you can't see it, but uh, I, I can't tell you how much I like this movie more than owning the merch. And I there's a book called Exhumed, uh, which is written. It's all five of the movies. They uh, the same authors have done one on the Halloween uh, franchise. I think it's called Taking Shape. I own that one. But then they did a Phantasm one, and then I bought it in typical Brent Trahune fashion. Haven't cracked the book open once, but I got it. <laughs> a lot of my friends give me like horror books for Christmas, like horror mm-hmm. coffee table books, and they're great. I do appreciate them, but I don't open them like they they look really nice and fancy in the background of videos and stuff mm-hmm. but i'm like what's in it i don't know i guess we, we can talk about lon cheney as <laughs> one of the universal monster i guess that's cool to have on your coffee table but i like this series i've watched the first one i had it recommended to me by a friend of mine who's like an internet friend who you've never met but has like been there for you like your whole life weirdly mm-hmm. his name zero Mass- uh, uh pegasus zero six one eight two eight what up <laughs> Pegasus. Uh, his name was Pepsi Plunge, actually. On okay. The, on the GameFAQs message board, his name is Matt Statton. Love Matt. Um, and he was constantly telling me, like, you've got to watch Phantasm. And I feel really bad because he told me to watch these, like, 15 years ago, and I've still only watched the first one. I have yeah. every intention of watching all of them, but this first one is really good. I also own, like, the NECA cult classics tall man figure. Mm-hmm. So it's in my collection. It's one of the best figures that they've done. And you don't yeah. get a lot of Phantasm merch. So when you see it, you kind of got to buy it. You got to buy it or you got to pay a guy on Instagram uh, money that, to make custom ones. And, uh, well, he made them and I bought them. I'll clarify. I wasn't requesting, but I would. 
but yeah, I got I got the shirts and I got all that stuff, Gavin. So I can't I can't like a movie more than supporting the merch and owning it in multiple formats. Now, growing up, my mom talked about Phantasm. She's like, oh, that movie's just so scary. It's so evil. There's a ball that sticks mm-hmm. to your head and squirts your brains out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm listening. Yeah, that sounds awesome. If you're trying to deter me from seeing something, she, she did the same thing with Alien. She's like, I just can't believe there's a thing that bursts out of a chest. And it was just so scary. You you can never watch this. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm listening. Yeah, it's a, hey, this is a banned book or a banned film. What do we do? Let's go watch it. Like, don't don't tell me the coolest shit in the world and then be like, no, you should never watch this. Like, I think I'm going to watch it. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to check that out. I'm going to check it out. And I also want to note that uh, selfishly, I chose Phantasm, not just because I liked it, because you and I, we we have lists going back and forth of what we want to cover on this show. Yes. But I also just uh, just did the whole franchise on a, a, a podcast that I've been on at least one other time called the Midwest Monsters. Now, one of the co- uh, co-hosts on there, Gavin, is Vinny Lanford. You know Vinny. I love Vinny. We, the, I, I've, I've done stand-up with him, and we were on, I, I believe we were on a field trip episode together. Yeah, so uh, selfishly, I chose this so I wouldn't have to double dip this week and watch six movies <laughs> as opposed to uh, just the five. So if you want more of the Phantasm franchise, there's like almost a two-hour episode. I don't know if it's out yet because I don't know their release schedule, but look for it. The podcast is called Midwest Monsters, and I got to promote this show on their uh, show for three episodes, so I feel like it's a good trade. Good. There you go. Perfect. Get our name out there. We need it. I feel like <laughs> feel like we've got some listeners that really like us. I'm getting some tweets, but yeah, just get a billboard or something. That's <laughs> true. But Phantasm, what what makes you like this series so much? Because this, this is definitely a Brent series. Like I like it. You mm-hmm. you love it. Like you're saying, what is it about this that really draws you in? Uh, I think the first upon first viewing was the tall man. Uh, Angus Scrim, the performance, the character of the tall man and the soundtrack, the score of this movie. It's very like it's not Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. But I think this soundtrack is up there could be top 10, top five best horror movie soundtracks. So about the theme, I like the theme as well. But one of my notes is. They're playing this theme all the goddamn time. Like <laughs> they but, are getting some mileage out of the theme and it's a good theme. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as quite as iconic as like a Friday the 13th or a Halloween, like you said, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's recognizable. If I heard, I'd be like, Oh, that's from phantasm, mm-hmm. but they really play it a lot during this. Hey, uh, it's a, it's a low budget movie. And when you find something good, why not run it into the ground, Gavin? <laughs> Do-do-do-do. It's like, it's just that that keytar, that very synthesized yeah. sound from that time period. And you're like, all right. Uh, the other series that does this is uh, Puppet Master. The oh, Puppet I own Ma- those. That's another one where I own it. I haven't seen any of them yet. <laughs> the Puppet Master theme, they get some miles out of that as well. And it's, okay. like, it's like organ grinder music. So you're like, we get it. It's Puppet. <laughs> It we got sounds it. like yeah. puppets. We got it. <laughs> I will say that if if you uh, are have found yourself listening to this episode and like the Phantasm theme, there's also a John Carpenter song that's similar but not exactly like it. It's called White Pulse from his uh, Lost Themes Two album. That I just all- I've been listening to those recently, and I was like, that's a lot like Phantasm. Then we chose this, and so it's kind of uh, all things work out, I guess. 
And there's actually a really amazing Lady Gaga cover as well. It was actually the uh, inspiration for Bad Romance. Are you uh, you just saying that or is that real? I don't know. I, I mean, you can Google it and I'll okay. waste both our time. <laughs> I, did I sounded find convinced, it. I sounded yeah, convincing I know. though, didn't I? And that the it was uh, Lady Gaga and the dog from the Goosebumps intro. <laughs> They co-wrote it together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really like this movie. And I don't I don't know where you want to start with it, Gavin, because it's and this is one if you if somehow this is probably the what would you say the least known movie movie we've done on this show think, so far? I think it would be between this and when we, when we recorded, I think it'd be between this and Terrifier. Okay. I, I feel like Terrifier now is more well known because Terrifier 2 kind of blew up the world. Maybe maybe people vomit in their seats. But mm -hmm. I think Phantasm is like, you gotta be pretty deep into horror to be yeah. it's it's not surface level. If you're going on the iceberg, it's probably our tiering, it's probably like B or C tier mm -hmm. for like getting into it. Um, let's start with the opening of this movie, which is we talked last week in our Night of the Living Dead episode about things you shouldn't do in a graveyard. Like, is it rude to walk in a graveyard or like jump on the tombstones? Mm -hmm. um, I do know it's not okay to fuck on the grounds. But what about ride a dirt bike through it? Is that okay? <laughs> this movie hates cemeteries and does not <laughs> care about disrespecting where somebody has been laid to rest. No. No, not at all. And it opens with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the the lady in uh, purple or lav the lady in lavender, I guess. And uh, what these are stunt boobs right out of the gate, is from what I heard, Gavin. <laughs> these are the lady didn't want to do it. Uh, I don't I don't remember her name. Uh, Kathy Lester didn't want to show her boobs, so they brought in some stunt boobs. I love the idea of stunt tits. I think that yeah. is a great job for anybody. Be like, I mean, really. It's a good job. You just got to sit there, show your boobs. You don't show your face. So yeah. it could be anybody's boobs. They could, these could be very famous boobs doing it as a, as a joke. I, I, there, I've heard tell that these are actually Selma Hayek's boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uncredited. 1979 Selma Hayek boobs. And I don't even, I don't know if that gets into legalities of her being a minor or not. I feel I like know, we shouldn't but... Google that. We're just going to play in it right now and be like, oh no. <laughs> And also we get more stunt nudity later in the movie when uh, Jody is there with the lady in lavender. He didn't want to show his uh, his butt cheeks either. So those are <laughs> the butt cheeks of one of the key grips, I think, from the crew. And I, I'm not gay, but those are some cheeks on him. <laughs> I mean, he's a grip for a reason. Am I right? Let's uh, let's clinch those for sure. <laughs> but it opens up with cemetery sex. Yeah, sim whenever you open a movie with cemetery sex, like with our My Bloody Valentine episode, we had mind sex. Mm -hmm. Now we've got cemetery sex. For season two, which was just a titless drought, we've yep. really upped it here in season three, which we both enjoy. Yeah, but uh, he's getting ridden on in a cemetery by the lady in lavender. Love that alliteration, by the way. Mm -hmm. Lady in fuchsia does not roll off the tongue as much as lady <laughs> in lavender. Um, and then she pulls out a knife and he's still like, well, can I nut real fast? Yeah. Can I before I run <laughs> before you cut me before, <laughs> can, before I nut and cut? Can we? <laughs> um, and then Tommy's his name. He gets stabbed and killed. And the characters say that it was a suicide. And I'm wondering, 
how did they think it was a suicide? It's like when they uh, when somebody shoots themselves in the back of the head twice. <laughs> it was a suicide. <laughs> That's why uh, JFK really sad suicide in front of was, all those people. Don't don't just talk to somebody, Johnny, <laughs> Jack, <laughs> down back into the left. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's and. I don't. It's been a few days since I watched it. Where did, does she? Does it show where that where he gets stabbed? I think he gets stabbed in the chest. Okay, because when you're committing suicide, you know what you want to do is stab yourself in the chest. When you get on your back and you just stab yourself in the chest in a cemetery. Uh, did did the lady in lavender buckle his pants up, or was he? Did he kill himself with his d out? That's well, the real question. You know, sometimes you just gotta. You know, <laughs> you're 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 mid. Uh, Okay, I'm going to stop. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, like, if he did kill himself, he'd be like, you know what would be funny? What if they find me and my penis is out? It'll be a laugh. They'll, Reggie and Jody, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll get a kick out of it. They'll this, like, they'll this, be this like, you guys will love it. I'm happy like, enough oh, to pray, play a prank. All, but... He always had his penis out. He's right. He, yeah, yeah not, that's him. Classic. Not happy enough to stay alive. But uh, <laughs> uh, Also, I do want to say, if we're talking about disrespecting Graveyards, one of my favorite wrestling movements, and this has nothing to do with the podcast, Gavin. Okay, uh, is if if you would like to follow along on YouTube, dear listener, type in uh, "Big Boss Man, uh, <laughs> Big Show <laughs> Funeral." <laughs> I I've been watching Attitude Air, like the worst of the Attitude Air videos, and yeah, that's always on there when the Big Boss Man crashes the Big Show's funeral in like nineteen. Big Show's dad's funeral, by the big way. Big Show's dad's funeral, and makes him like ride on his casket and just oh yeah. He and the the Big Boss Man pulls up in the Blues Brothers car with the big horn, <laughs> and the bo Big Boss Man's like, "Howdy, Miss White. I heard you were single." <laughs> And they shot that when you when you know more about that angles, that's in a real cemetery, of course, hard to fake a cemetery. That's a real cemetery. And in that same cemetery was a real funeral going on, you know, a <laughs> hundred yards away. And they had to shoot it and then run away. So when, when that angle aired, I don't want to get too talk, but when that angle aired, I was like 12 years old mm -hmm. and I still thought wrestling still, I knew it wasn't real, real, mm -hmm. but I knew some things were real. And I was like, I can't believe this man would disrespect another man's <laughs> dad's funeral. Like, and they just filmed it. They just yeah. allowed this to happen. This is disgusting. Howdy, Miss White. Howdy, <laughs> Lady, Lady Lavender. I heard you were single. <laughs> yeah and so we open up with the uh the graveyard and then pretty quickly cut to uh the funeral right after yeah that. you've got the funeral you've got uh, the main character of mike just really travis pastranaing all over this graveyard mm -hmm. on on his dirt bike like he's he's not just going on the pathways are the street he's in the grass just doing backflips and kick flips and superman's disrespectful yeah that's what i would call disrespect. if like i was if i rode my bike in the graves amongst the graves that's a little disrespectful because <laughs> that was my question last week but uh yeah he's just riding around on this dirt bike when at a funeral he probably shouldn't be at because as we know his parents died and he had nightmares for weeks yeah and you can't do that it's like it's like john candy's son in home alone like we we left little tyke in the funeral parlor and mm -hmm. uh, he, he came around about four to six weeks later, but 
I will say uh, a funeral home in general, I think is, is, I don't think many people say that's not scary or they feel comfortable at a funeral home. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. I don't like funeral homes. I've only had to go to a few, thankfully, and it's always very jarring to be there in the room with a dead person. Mm -hmm. This is somebody who is dead. And you always kind of wonder, you're like, are they going to pop up like a spirit Halloween animatronic? I saw a move. (laughs) I saw him breathing. (laughs) I saw him breathing. We better put a bell there on top of the graveyard. That way we know. He's a dead ringer. (laughs) But yeah, it's very creepy. I don't like funeral homes. And a lot of horror movies and like horror shorts. I think there was a VHS movie that had a uh, funeral home part. Yeah, one one of the most recent ones. And well, I bring it up because... My uh, my family growing up were always uh, they had jobs, of course, steady jobs, but that we always were a family of side hustles. Mm-hmm. So one of the side hustles is my my parents and my brother. Thanks for bringing him up. Would uh, they would fix bikes and sell them? That was one of their. They were like good and would like fixing up bikes and stuff. But another one is we for some reason would cut a lot of people's grass. That was a side hustle that we all took part in. And one of the places uh, that we cut the grass uh, at was a, a mortuary, not a funeral home. And I think it's the same thing, but they, they always called it the mortuary. But uh, just being in there, not during business hours in the dark, uh, uh, you know, for all I know, there's a dead person on the other side of this wall was just so scary to me. That is creepy. Now, did you have to go in to like cut the grass or they would just like get paid? Uh, you know, somebody would be there to 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 pay them or whatever. And I would just go in there uh, and it was I didn't want to. But they're like, you can't stay out here, you know, because we got to watch a child. So I'd have to go in there and then like it would just be dark. And it's it's scary what the lights on. But as a kid, no, no older than 10 being in a funeral home is and you like and having been to funeral homes before it's not like i didn't know what this place was i know this is where the dead go and it was <laughs> scary to me i for, for, i'm glad you explained it because i was like are you going into weed eat the floral arrangement no no it was outside <laughs> this was uh in the neighborhood now is called fountain square gavin I've you know there, the, yeah uh, but oh, this yeah. is back in the day when we would find needles on the ground back w- before it was actually good neighborhood <laughs> We call so, that gingerfication. Yeah, that we I came in, I gingerfied it, you know. <laughs> uh, but just being in a in a cemetery or a funeral home, any of those where you know the dead are, and the thing is, the dead are dead, but there's ghosts and st- all the stuff yeah. that come along oh, yeah. with the dead. Yeah, and I think for me, the creepiest thing isn't so much people being buried. Um, I think the mausoleums are the creepiest for me. Yeah, because my my family's never been a mausoleum for, or the crypt or what in the wall, you know, like I, I think that's a money thing, Gavin. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where, <laughs> and I, never, I just told you how we had to cut grass and sell bikes. So I don't to save I've up nev- for the mausoleum. I've never thought that was a class thing. We're not mausoleum. We're ground people. You put us in the fucking trash. We're okay? dirt and we're going to go back to dirt. We're dust and to dust. We shall return. But I had a grandma who was in a mausoleum and I was just like, oh, we go and we I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I come from money, but we're oil barons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But she was in the mausoleum and we go and visit her sometime. And I, it was always like, 
oh, grandma is just in this wall above the ground. It would yeah. seem like so much more accessible than like having to dig up something. You're like, oh, if I just like take a hammer to the stone, there's not only grandma, but a row of skeletons. Just bunk beds in this place. <laughs> <laughs> bunk beds filled with skelly boys yeah. and girls. <laughs> But we get we get that scene of Jody walking around and I guess a mausoleum uh, and we get the first appearance of the tall man when he puts the hand on the shoulder and he says the funeral will begin now, sir, or shortly or whatever he says. But we get that the tall man and it's just he just he's in the suit. He, he's uh, got that grimace on his face most of the time played by uh, uh, what's his face? Angus, Angus uh, Grimm. Angus Grimm. Uh, just a great performance from that guy. And there's this movie. What and we can talk about the rest of the of the series. But this movie, I said on the Midwest Monsters podcast, has the right amount of. I don't know what's going on, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> then the rest of the series has too much of I don't know what's going on. You have to have the right amount of I don't know what's happening. This movie was very confusing, and famously, I watched it in the afternoon. And I, I kind of dozed off. I had to take a nap in between because I was like, this is taking a little bit to get going. I'm a little For confused. A, a 90 is, minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got I to nap this. This is my this is my third time seeing it all the way through. Uh, so I was like, I got to I just got to take a nap here. Just, yeah. just not got a quick nap. Uh, but I, I woke back up and I was able to take it all in. And it is very confusing, like you said, but it does kind of make sense. There's dwarfs and there's portals. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know how any of this, this connects. But it and there's a ball, but it, yeah. but it does work. And going back to Angus Scrim, I don't want to sound derogatory, but if ever a man looked like an Angus, that's him. And like, that's actually not his real name. That was he, he when he was going to school, he couldn't act outside of campus, I guess. So that's a, his stage name, Angus Scrim. Uh, but I just knowing what I know about uh, ACDC and Angus Young. They they're from Australia and the UK. So I just assume most people from the UK are named Angus or Simon. <laughs> That's a safe assumption. That's a safe assumption. But he's got that. He's got the voice. He's got the most distinct haircut that you don't know if it was ever in style. Mm-hmm. You're like, was this <laughs> does this look good? Does yeah. this is this good? I don't think it's good. Uh and l- let me read the, the kind of the synopsis of this movie because it is. There's not a lot. There's a lot to this movie, but not a lot of it makes sense. But this this is from Wikipedia. It says the first film in the Phantasm franchise. Fan 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 tries. God damn. <laughs> Leave it I've been in. Sipping on too much uh, embalming fluid here. <laughs> Introduces the tall man, a supernatural and malevolent undertaker who t- turns the dead of Earth into dwarf zombies to be sent to his planet and used as slaves. He uh, he is opposed by young boy, Mike, and then his brother, Jody, and then their friend, Reggie. But that's that's the whole plot is he's turning the dead into dwarf zombies who, what do they look like? Is it Jawas from Star Wars? I think they look like Jawas. Well, they remind me of, and this is more of a more obscure reference. They look, they remind me of the... From Buffy the Vampire Slayer season five, Glory's Minions. Ah, yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Glory's Minions. Any other Buffy fans, they're like, they do look like Glory's Minions. They do. Um, So, but that's what they remind me of. But yeah, they are Jawas. 
from the Star Wars. And that was the thing is they this movie took uh, at least a year to film. And in that time, the artwork was done before Star Wars was filmed and then Star Wars came out. And Don Coscarelli, the director, is aware. Yes, they look the same. And, <laughs> but also when you're you're shooting on the weekends over the course of a year and your budget's three hundred thousand dollars, the footage is shot. So what are you going to do? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, you want to uh, he should have asked George Lucas to change the Jawas. Yeah. That's, like, hey, about those little <laughs> sand people. Can we uh, switch them up and calling them sand people? That sounds like. I'm tired of these saying people coming over here. <laughs> well, see, there's actually Jawas, and then there's also Tuscan Raiders. So calling the Tuscan Raiders saying people is actually more accurate. I don't know why. So <laughs> I just want to just want to verify all my all my Trekkies out there. Actually, Trekkies, you're gonna. If you, <laughs> I want to watch the world burn. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the the tall man. Here's the list I have. He's a shape shifting. Because we find out later that the tall man is actually the lady in lavender, shape shifting, self regenerating, alien who's uh, super strong, an undertaker, and he controls the flying balls. And as <laughs> as the series goes on, Gavin, there's more things that get added to what he is. Okay, and see, like I said, I've only seen this first one, so I need to yep. watch these. the 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 second one is always the hardest one to find for some reason. I think it was a different, it was a universal movie. So it's not on anything. When I, when I watched this for the Midwest monsters podcast, I watched part three first because I had seen the first one. I didn't have the second one with me because I was on the road. I watched three, two, and then I didn't finish two all the way. So four, five, finished two, then watched one. <laughs> The way you want to watch a series of movies. I've seen of all of them previously, but what kind uh, of Tarantino ass viewing order is that? Yeah, it's just uh, I do it at 90 minute chunks as opposed to 10 minutes and then jump back in time in a movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get the the tall man, uh, one of my favorite characters, and there's so many scenes in this movie with the tall man that I think are iconic shots. If this movie was a little more popular. Uh, we get the shot of him walking past the ice cream truck mm -hmm. and him taking in the the cold air. Uh, and one of the things that Don Coscarelli said later was it is it agony or sexual pleasure that he's experiencing there? <laughs> I uh, mean, for, for for me with ice cream, it is both. It is both agony yeah. and sexual pleasure. It's the agony that comes after the pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> it's the agony of sticking the, the snow cone up my butthole. <laughs> but the pleasure that comes from having a snow cone in my butthole. Yeah, just getting up there. It's the, it's, you know, <laughs> that. That, that nutter butter it's got to get up there somehow <laughs> um and i guess we can also talk about our other characters we got mike the kid on the dirt bike and uh the the main uh, uh kid in this movie and then his older brother jody they both drive the cuda the barracuda Ooh. and then reggie the ice cream man and i missed the day when you could just be an ice cream man and that was your whole living and also your whole identity mm-hmm you wore an all white uniform for some reason, much like a painter. Uh, in case you get a stain on it, then everybody will see it. <laughs> and you have a lot of toppings as an ice cream man. So you're going to be staining it constantly. Yeah. Like I, I've never seen an ice cream man dress up in a white, all white with a black vest, but it, it's, it is a good look though. 
And it seems like these older horror movies always had like ice cream man, ice cream man, like as a profession, like you've got the, you got Reggie in this one. You've got the brothers from killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. Who are also ice cream. Man. And then you've also got the entire movie called ice cream man. Isn't that Jim? Is that Jim Carrey in that movie? No, that's, are you thinking about the cable guy? Are you, no, there's another uh, no, movie. It, it, it's Ron Howard's brother, whose name I can't remember Clint, right now. Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yeah. Clint Howard is in the ice cream man. So the yeah, I think it's uh at any any it's very easy to be a creep when you're selling stuff to children and turning on your music to attract people to come out of the house and eat your treats. And Reggie is a good ice cream man. I like him. How old do you think he is? Because I put his age somewhere between twenty two and fifty nine. Yeah, dude. Like he throughout the whole series, which this I think the latest one came out. I, don't, I think over the span of 40 or 50 years, the whole series, he looks the same, but he'll get older in the movies. And he say he has what what would they call that, Gavin? A skullet? It's a skullet. It is a it's one of my notes. I was like, what a skullet. Cause he no hair in the top. He horseshoed as far mm-hmm. as like male pattern baldness. And he's like, no, I'm growing it out. And I think Reggie Bannister, the guy who plays that character, has has his hair like that all the time. He was on a Joe Bob uh, marathon where they played um, all the Phantasm movies except for two, and he looks like that. You can pull up the picture. He's in the ice cream man suit on Joe Bob. (laughs) And, like, really, he's one of those guys where he's not changed the look. His look only – he only looks like an older version of himself. Like, all three of these guys – just look older it's not like it, when you s- saw somebody as a kid and then saw them when they were 50 and you're like i can't believe that's the same person like if this were pokemon this is that you could see where the evolutions come from <laughs> you're like that you definitely just, came from that you're like okay reggie is the venusaur to the bulbasaur from the first movie <laughs> yeah also what a, what a career to have a career spanning 40 years as just a side character in phantasm the work's good if you can get it well, and he later becomes the main character pretty much. And man, the F two through five, my man is just trying to get a little stank on his hang down. <laughs> this dude is constantly just trying to get his thing wet. That's all he's doing because he is the horniest character uh, in a movie that you've ever seen, but not this first one. Now it's Jody trying to, uh, trying to hook up with this uh, lady in lavender. Yeah, and uh, for me, we, we talked about the tall man and his iconic scenes. One of my favorite things, and a scene that makes me laugh every time, is that Mike finds something might be awry with the tall man, this funeral home director, because one, he's wearing a suit that is way too tight. It is, and I know it was is to give the effect that he's taller, but I was like, is this, is, is, is his fit on drip? Is he vibing right now? <laughs> Friday the 13th, where it's uh, Jason's outfit is much smaller. That's how you make him look bigger. Yeah, uh, but the way he manhandles the coffin into yeah, <laughs> and the dude could just be jacked, like, and he's like, no, no, this old man, there's no way he's just manhandling this casket. But it, because, it makes me laugh because he does not give a shit. It's like he's the it's like he's the big boss man at the <laughs> big show's funeral. Howdy, Miss White. <laughs> <laughs> it it really is Mike that uh, in that scene pulls the binoculars down and says, "What the." fuck and we're, <laughs> the viewer is like D- 
th- there were just eight guys carrying this casket and now it's just one dude in the rain. Uh, <laughs> and I, the stuff I read uh, that said they made that casket out of like balsa wood and styrofoam. So he was able to pick it up. Yeah, uh, no problem. But it just, just from it. afar to see a guy just by himself pick up a casket mixed with the soundtrack. I was like this. This is an uneasy feeling for me. Do you think Mike was also hearing the soundtrack? I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, where's that synth coming from? <laughs> um, And then uh, we Mike then goes to I don't know. That's very important in the movie, but the fortune teller lady. And the, that's a weird scene. That's a very yeah. weird scene. I was like, what? Is this because all they do is a recreation of the scene from Dune where the character of Mr. Dune puts his hand in a box. That's the thing that I've never seen that movie. Um, and I read stuff that it was kind of like that, but I've never seen it. So I watched it's, the Dune it's movie. Odd. Yeah. Mr. Dune is not a character, uh, but I was going to say it's like when Timothy Chalamet put his hand in that box. But I thought Mr. Okay. Dune would be funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's lost on me. So <laughs> somebody's laughing. <laughs> But yeah, so you got like oh, the fear in the box and you're like, well, what is he giving the money to her for? Just a nothing? Yeah, because I, I guess the fear of, of Mike is that Jody's going to leave because their parents are dead. And then but then Jody, who I assume is over 18 and out of high school, is just going to leave this 14 year old kid or <laughs> send him to, to the aunt's house. I'm like, man, this this guy, he he can't stick around for four more years till. Mike's over his parents being dead or whatever. <laughs> Until he's over his, like, come on, get over it. Hurry they, up. They were my parents, too. But I think <laughs> they also said, like, he just got back. Like, so he's he, like, was gone before, I guess. Probably on the road. There's a lot of questions in this movie that don't need answered and will never be answered. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of get, it's kind of hard to go, go through this movie because it, it's kind of all over the place at times. Yeah. But I do want to get to what I think is the most iconic part uh, and not not to rush ahead, but like when he's investigating the, the funeral home and you've got Mike who runs into the caretaker and he's like, hey, and then you have the ball, the ball, mm-hmm. which I think is the most probably iconic and famous part from the movie. Like if you hear Phantasm, you immediately think of the sphere that doesn't really play a huge part or is it very explained in this first movie? Do, 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 does it get explained in like future movies? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just a thing that uh, the tall man uses. And I think uh, it the, the ball comes from a dream that Don Coscarelli had the director and also the writer and the photographer and the editor. He did everything on this movie uh, at 25, I think. This was his third feature film, and he was 25 years old when this came out. I will be so, 36 by the time this airs, and you're like 33, 34. Yeah, and I'm 33. Like, so I, it's like I don't know what I've done with. My I haven't life. done shit. <laughs> yeah, but that was a dream, as he would be chased by the ball. But the ball is it. It needs no explanation other than it's there for a source of chaos. Because I guess it's is it in this one. Is it controlled by the tall man? I think so. Um, I okay. know he, you never really see him like throw it at anybody. You just kind of see it on its own, mm-hmm. like going out. And of course, the the metal sphere flies. It has like, like these hooks that hooks into your head. Then it has a drill that drills your brain out. 
And I think this movie isn't super gory, but when it is, you're like, like holy shit, yeah. it's just squirting brain everywhere. Because it's got the little bung hole in the back to when it starts <laughs> drilling in your head, it's got to get the blood's got to go somewhere. <laughs> but it's it is. I bought the, the box set to this uh, franchise and it comes with the ball. Oh, okay. uh, like a, a it's a plastic ball. But then the movies are in uh, the Blu-ray. And that's like uh, within the past year or two, then that when that thing came out, the box set, but comes with the ball and you get more balls in the in the series uh, later. But it's it's kind of a, a weird thing, because, again, we've got the tall man who's super strong. And then you got the dwarves who are zombie dwarves and you've got <laughs> the ball that's running around and doing that. And people are bleeding yellow for no reason. <laughs> Which I think is um, embalming fluid when, when they bleed yellow, the tall man at least. There's a lot of things in this movie where you're like, I don't know what's going on, but man, <laughs> if that ball killed isn't one of the coolest things in the movie, I don't know. It it just definitely is, you know? And it's very much a moment where you're like, oh, well, well what's this going to be? What's it going to be? And I always forget just how just squirty it is. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Like the whole, yeah, <laughs> it just really and it's pretty graphic, like it drills into that dude's head, yeah, because it's not just like, yeah, just getting drilled in the head is just not a not not a fun time for you, no. And it's 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 crazy to me that these balls fly around and it's not enough that they have two little knives on it, but now a drill comes out <laughs> and then there's a thing that shoots the blood out, it's a very intricate thing, and <laughs> Go ahead. It's also very messy because you think it could just like take the blood into the ball, but it's like, nah, mm -hmm. we making a mess. Yeah, we're, we're going to get a fountain going here. Uh, and I, I read that uh, in order to get some of those shots of the ball flying around, they had like uh, pro pitchers right behind the camera and they would throw the ball <laughs> to get them to get the ball flying pretty quickly in front of the camera. Is that Cal Ripken Jr.? Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the, the shots where the ball flies into the person, of course, that's just they played in reverse. Yeah. To make it um, look like that. One thing that the movie did that I that, that I was like, because there's there's a lot of di different color blood and stuff in this. Like mm -hmm. there there's the yellow blood when the tall man gets his fingers cut off. But when the caretaker gets killed and lays on the floor, um, yellow comes out. And I was like, oh, is this like embalming? I'm like, no, mm -hmm. he peed himself. He peed yeah. himself, which is something that a lot of horror movies uh, leave out. That's a fun little detail. Yeah, when it, especially like when somebody gets hanged, they usually shit themselves and piss <laughs> at the same time. And that was the thing that this there wasn't a 4K restoration of this movie or an HD restoration until... Uh, What's the guy from Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams, yes. Requested a showing in this movie, and Coscarelli was like, I don't have a high-definition thing, so he took the people from Bad Robot, his company, and did the 4K restoration on it, and that's how you get to see the P, and in the scene in the graveyard where he's lifting up the casket, nobody could tell that it was raining in that scene until the, the high-end restorations. Yeah, and that's the version I watched, because that J.J. Uh, Abrams version is the one they have on Shutter. Yeah. So and it really does make a difference. You're like the the yellow of that pee was so <laughs> vibrant. Yeah, this guy doesn't hydrate a lot. And like we're, we're talking about the tall man and how he has like all these different ways to, to dispatch you. He's got just being creepy and saying, boy, he's got the dwarves, he's got the balls. But he also can like 
kind of Freddy Krueger you too, because he was showing up in dreams five years before Freddy Krueger did. Yeah, and, I, and that's the thing is part half this movie is a dream. I mean, one could argue that all of this movie is a dream, but <laughs> uh, where it's, it's some of the stuff is so dreamlike where you get the other to me, iconic scene of Mike wakes up in bed and then it zooms out and he's in the cemetery. The tall man's on to- over top of him. And then two people from the grave come and get him. It's just like, I don't even, I don't know what that means, but it, man, does it look like a great shot in the movie? <laughs> it, it's a very cool shot. And one that I always think of when I think of this movie, I think of the ball and I think of that, that graveyard scene. Mm-hmm. And from there, like it kind of follows, like once you kind of get your bearings of what's happening, you've got to stop this graveyard ghoul man, the tall man from doing it. The movie kind of just falls into normal kind of, kind of like a, a regular movie. Cat where and mouse we, type stuff. Cat. Yes. That, yeah, yes. That is the, yes. That, that is what I'm trying to describe. I'm like, am I describing <laughs> a movie right now? <laughs> you know, it kind of follows like a plot and the characters do things. And then mm-hmm. there's resolutions and yeah, you know, like a movie, yeah, like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like a moving picture. <laughs> um, yeah. We, and we get uh, Jody's going to go to the, uh, the, the, the graveyard and, and Morningside is the, the funeral home. And uh, he drops Mike off or I think uh, Reggie does at that antique store. And that's my other favorite scene of when he picks up the picture of the tall man, with the old timey hearse and stuff out in front of Morningside. Uh, do you, do you remember that scene? Yes. When, when he's yeah. looking at the picture and kind of zooms in and then like, he kind of looks at him and it's clear that the tall man is not of this time. He is, but he's been around for a long time. It sucks that the tall man though, he is, he is timeless. It seems, but he's had mm-hmm. to look like that the whole time. Like he couldn't get trapped as like a younger version of himself. Yeah, it, and actually, with at the end we get a the tall man with a haircut. I don't know if you noticed that the very last scene of the tall man. Did you oh, see is that? it really? I didn't know. When, when you get the boy, he's got different hair. It's all been chopped off in that scene. Oh, I didn't know. And that. the thing is, I don't know if they did that on purpose or or <laughs> what, because this the the filming of this movie was on the weekends. Coscarelli would rent equipment on the weekends. He'd rent it on a Friday. So then you'd only have to pay for one day because Sunday the place is not open. So you're getting three days for the price of one. And they shot this on the weekends. And all these people in this movie are friends or family members of him. Yeah, that's very thrifty. And I've heard other people also have done that when they're making their low budget. They'll check it out on Friday. Mm-hmm. That That's what Josh did in the Blair Witch Project and why yep. he was so stressed out. He's like, I got to get this equipment back or they're going to charge me another day. Yeah. I kicked that fucking map in the creek. <laughs> but then you have the scene where one of my favorite things in this movie is when uh, Jody's like, you, you can't go back. We we can't. The tall man's had his fingers cut off in that weird scene where his fingers turn into a bug, which I always forget about. I'm like, what is this? Oh, yeah, his finger. That make, yeah, that tracks. And that's <laughs> not even shape shifting. That's like his his fingers coming back as a bug and it's, <laughs> I don't I don't it doesn't make any sense but then later in the movie his fingers are normal again yeah so, so he's he... self-regenerating because the the arm they had like the prosthetic looked shitty so they're like yeah he's just self-regenerating 
if I could cut off my fingers and have them grow back, but when they're cut off, they turn into bugs. I would do that to ruin so many picnics. Oh yeah. That'd be my closer. (laughs) Oh, y'all having a good, good day. Having a good day. (laughs) Finger bugs. Who wants this? It'd be like Freddie. Didn't Freddie cut his own fingers off in the dream. Right. Yeah. And like squirted the green. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Freddie is part tall man and vice versa. Maybe the tall man was one of the one, one of the hundred bastards yeah, or the, or the like, hundred yeah. maniacs, the hundred maniacs. Well, the, the, this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. A Reggie Bannister said they were pl- they were flying by the seat of our pants. The actors would be called to perform their scenes and picked up as soon as they were uh, available. Bannister did many of his own stunts uh, and they, they shot in Oregon and California. The script changed often during production and Bannister says, that he never saw a completed copy of it. Instead, they worked scene by scene and used improvisation. The script was characterized by Coscarelli as barely linear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And like when you see the movie and then you read this stuff and you're like, yeah, I totally get that. That's definitely what was going on here. (laughs) This movie is being barely held together by any narrative thread. Yeah, Uh, but it works. Um, and then post-production took like six to eight months. And the, the final cut of it, the first one was about three hours long, Gavin. Jesus. And wouldn't you, that's long for a movie that everybody loves, <laughs> like Goodfellas or Casino. <laughs> um, and they, they had, he had to keep recutting it because he had so many endings for the film. And one of them, this franchise, I will say, is good about taking existing footage uh, mainly from this first one and kind of repurposing it throughout the rest of the four movies. Okay. And I have heard that, that it does recycle a lot of footage for this. It's kind of hard to say what the ending is because in a lot of these horror movies that, that we've covered the, these big icons, they have like the big showdown with the villain. And they kind of have that here with like the tall man. And they go mm-hmm. to the, the, the room with the barrel and the controlling of the, stuff yeah but they kind of throw the tall man in a hole don't they yeah in the mine right he goes he falls in the mine yeah and that's kind of it and then you have uh mike wake up and from a dream and then it's kind of like was it all a dream yeah it's that's the thing or then we find out that uh jody was killed in a car crash and now reggie who we thought had died <laughs> uh, by the hand of the the lady in lavender is now alive, um, and has been taking care of Mike and Jody's been dead this whole time. I just I'm just, I'm just curious of how the guardianship of a 13 year old passes from brother to, like parents to brother, then brother to local ice cream man. Ice cream. I think that's exactly how it. <laughs> You know, if the president gets shot and the vice president gets shot, it's a local ice cream man that has to take over. <laughs> that show with Kiefer Sutherland, that designated survivor. Now that I think he was an ice cream man in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it doesn't have to. And I guess we should also talk about the the room with the tuning forks and the barrels. <laughs> and we get to see the the tall man's planet and the slaves. It doesn't make a lot of sense, Gavin, but it, I, I still, this, this is how good this movie is, is that it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I'm all in. <laughs> I, I forget just how balls to the wall crazy it gets and how mm-hmm. much it doesn't make sense. 
because I had forgotten. I watched this probably maybe back in August, September before doing the rewatch today. And I'm like, what? I remember like some things like I think this, I think about, about the scene where he takes the hammer and tie it the shotgun shell to ruin his door. Yeah, MacGyver. He <laughs> MacGyver's the shotgun shell and yeah, yeah to get out. Yeah to get out i think about that but i'm like what's this up with the planet what 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 <laughs> just and what are these slaves doing are they slaves to walk on this planet or it, yeah again that's so many questions that aren't answered and i think part of that is the movie was such a mess <laughs> anyway but i also think coscarelli did that on and he says that now on purpose who knows what uh what his intentions were but it was a movie shot for $300,000 and I'm sure they're like, yeah, we can't do that. So I guess we'll make them dwarf zombies. I don't know. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm still in. I, I, I just, I just can't imagine how much business he's doing as a funeral home. Like, cause this is also, this is what the, the, the nicest ex like exterior of a funeral home I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's like main street USA at Disney. It's like, it's like, damn, is there a gift shop here? This is really nice. It's big. And it's like one of those that you see in small towns that, you know, the family also lives in the, like downstairs is where they do me the embalming and the, the main floor is the funeral home, but upstairs they live above there. Mm. Uh, producer wife uh, in college, I guess, helped a family friend with the funeral home and they lived up above the funeral home. And of course it was haunted is this <laughs> how the story goes, but why wouldn't the funeral home be haunted? That just, seems I, like I was, I was curious. Place. I was like, that seems so uncharacteristic of a funeral home to be haunted. That, that yeah. just seems so strange to me. Yeah, it's actually uh, this the funeral homes up upstairs and then down below we have the the two guys from um, what's that? Uh, the movie, the autopsy of Jane Doe. They're down there. <laughs> You've got Emil Hirsch is down there. just, <laughs> <laughs> And I think Brian Cox is in that. Brian too. Cox is in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's that's another movie we should cover for this podcast. That's a sometimes. very good, very, very scary movie. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, could, could you live in a funeral home? Uh, I guess I'd probably wouldn't feel comfortable about it. And I'm not like a superstitious type guy, but also how could you not? It's just creepy. Dead people are creepy. And I don't know why that is. You could know them. Yeah. It could be your, 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 you know, your brother, let's say. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like, be, <laughs> I'm just, for example, you know, could be the big show's dad. Um, <laughs> Mrs. White. <laughs> it's just something about a dead body that you know the life is not in there anymore. And that I, you know, I think that's a part of this movie is explaining life and death. It doesn't really, there's no explanation to it, but that's a fascination with so many people. That's a big part of religion, Gavin, is what happens after this, you know? You know, it's like that religion, they have some ideas about what happens. Crazy ideas. And <laughs> well, it you starts have... with putting a dollar on in the box. So. <laughs> yeah, a dollar in the plate and Jesus in your heart. If you believe anything right. else, well, sorry, you got the hell. <laughs> um, I did watch an episode a, a little off topic. I did watch an episode of like House Hunters one time. Mm -hmm. One of the houses they were looking at had like a body waiter. They're like, this is a converted funeral home. <laughs> and you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, there's a body waiter where you could like transport the body from like the basement to like the view room. And they're like, oh, that this is nice. This is and it's like, you can't call it a converted funeral home when you keep the body elevator. 
Yeah, don't and don't call it the body elevator. <laughs> uh, I one time I did a, a a show for the the people from Ghost Hunters, like the show Ghost Hunters. Oh, like Zach Baggins? Uh, no, that's Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Idiot. <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, Ghost Adventures or no Ghost got me all messed up. Ghost Hunters is the bald guy. They they were in oh, a, like okay. a plumbing truck, and I performed for them the night before. Uh, but then the next day we got to do a ghost hunt at Waverly Sanitarium in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's if you watch a lot of ghost shows, eventually you're going to see Waverly. And uh, one of the things is we got to go in the body shoot. It's an old tuberculosis hospital. So up above is the hospital. And then they would send the dead bodies down, I guess, on a cart um, down. And that's one of the spots where we we walk in the body shoot. And then we had to turn the flashlights off and couldn't talk to see if anything scary would happen. And that's that's just like if they said, yeah, this is the body shoot, but you could use it for whatever, <laughs> like at a, on a like a house hunting show, you know. And when you turn the flashlights off and were quiet, all you heard was wee, <laughs> yeah, boy, <laughs> you're like, man, these ghosts got their own discovery zone up in here. This, this seems fun. <laughs> But yeah, you can't you can't call it the body waiter or the body <laughs> shoot or whatever and expect it to be different, you know. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I, we're, I know we're all over the place, but it's so is the movie. Yes. So, do you have any other highlights of this of this movie, Gavin? Not really. I I like the scene in the car where they're all driving and the dwarves hi, like carjack them. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, dwarfs driving now, and they steal like the two girls and Reggie, and you're like, well, okay, they they could not fight off the dwarf Tommy, <laughs> and just drove off. Yeah, they're yeah, they're very they're super strong, as is the tall man. Again, it it doesn't make a lot of sense with this movie, but also, what what what. For this movie, what is the saving grace of this movie for you? Because you said you like it too. So what, what makes you like, like this movie? I think it's a tall man. I think it's a tall man. I, I think Mike is likable enough. Like he's this mm-hmm. kid who's dealing with all this grief of his parents and Jody leaving. And he also has to like solve what creepy mortician is t- dwarfing people and making them slaves on a different planet. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that, that. That's a lot of responsibility. And is it this this uh, first installment where they go and break into the grave of their parents in the mausoleum, and their parents aren't in the casket, right? I think so. Okay. Where that, I mean, it's all the more reason to be like he took mom and dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're out there. They're they're in a barrel somewhere. Uh, so we get uh, they throw him down the mine shaft, which. It's such a stupid way to kill anybody. This guy's <laughs> got eight different superpowers <laughs> and we'll put him in the mine and then the we hole, get the, hole in the ground, the scene where they're in front of the fire uh, place. And he's like, but it was all a dream. And that's where it's really messes with your mind. And then they're going to hit the road for a few weeks, Gavin. Yeah. I just, again, I don't know the guardianship. <laughs> lineage of the ice cream man it was a little weird to me especially when you have an ice cream man with a skullet like hey buddy your brother died uh we're gonna take care of you now pal you want to go on the road for a while let's shave your head let's uh change let's let's make you like me 
Let's get you some white clothes and a vest and we'll get it. We'll get another ice cream truck and we can run doubles all, all summer long. Actually, he gets a little sidecar attached to the other ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike goes up to get his stuff. And then, then, you know, we've been quoting it from the beginning of this episode, but we get the the scene where uh, Mike closes a mirror or something, and then behind him is the tall man with a with a tall cut, that haircut. With and then that's where we get the scene of boy, like, and, and then it just cuts out, and you're like, "What did I just watch?" Did and then I... Mike gets dragged through the mirror, very much like on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where the mom gets dragged through the door at the end. <laughs> is this movie just Nightmare on Elm Street five years before Nightmare on Elm Street? Kinda. No, not really. But uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street's more coherent than this. But <laughs> then we get that. Like, I feel like the tall man should exclusively do gender reveals. <laughs> it could be boy or not boy. <laughs> I like the way it's boy or not boy. Not There's boy. no girl. Well, actually, you know, gender is actually a spectrum. So no, it ain't. <laughs> I agree with you, Gavin. Brent is also Clarify. from another time. That's true. <laughs> A time when there's two, there's three <laughs> tops, maybe. There's three genders. What what if somebody <laughs> was so adamant that there's only three, but they don't explain <laughs> what the third one is? But they're they're very much a redneck about it. Boy, no. girl miscellaneous like, <laughs> what's miscellaneous miscellaneous uh, i don't know who miscellaneous is but... <laughs> that 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 was my second grade teacher yeah then i then we had misinformation <laughs> um so there there are five other four movies after this one five total and uh i feel like this we could have a reboot of this movie, but it's got to be. Uh, you got to rein in some of the stuff. It's like how Superman's too powerful. Yes, it's you got to you got to cut some stuff from this. But if they're gonna, of course, Angus Grimm is now uh, passed away, and he's sent off to the Red Planet to be a slave. Thanks, thanks for bringing him up. Wow. Yeah, thanks for bringing him up. <laughs> is there somebody that comes to mind for you that they could recast as the tall man or the tall woman? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, uh, just get a real tall man. Uh, <laughs> just get or Shaquille O'Neal. I yeah. think. Could you imagine Shaquille O'Neal be like, boy, hey boy, <laughs> the shakaroni. Uh, you got to call the general. Hold on, what, what, what set is this on? I thought we were doing an in- insurance commercial. No, uh, but really for me, I think somebody who'd be creepy as a tall man. I think uh, Willem Dafoe. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's got a good good face for the and yeah. not, like he just can play the the menacing villain, yeah. I think. And then also uh Steve Buscemi. Uh I he's too funny. You think so? Yeah, I whenever I think of him, I think he's just too funny. But he's done serious he's done a lot of serious roles though. I know, but I always just think of him in, you know, what whatever Rock. Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. <laughs> um what what do you make of uh, Liam Neeson? Do you think he could be a good tall man? I think he'd be a good tall man. I don't think he'd ever want to do it. No, no, I don't <laughs> I, think so either. But... I hit me. Boy, I'm coming for you. Boy. I will find you and I will kill you. I have like, a very particular set of skills. 
And those skills are sending you to a red planet, putting you in a barrel, making you a dwarf, shooting a ball at you. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that would be good to play the tall man. Cause you, this, that I think the tall man is that's the glue of the franchise. Like, of course you have the three other guys, but uh, you know, it's like we we go to see Halloween for Michael Myers. Yeah, I think though, honestly, if they remade Phantasm, there'd be so many people who'd be like, "Oh, what's this new movie? What's this new franchise?" Because like like yeah. open with, it's not very well known. But knowing Hollywood, they'd be like, "You know who'd be a great tall man? Chris Pratt." And then you yeah, have, let's you make him just, sexy. Just have just like, do I want to bang the tall man? He, he just doesn't <laughs> become the. He doesn't become the lady in lavender. He just stays a guy the whole time. You're like, well, you know, this is very progressive. Man, Paul Rudd really doesn't age like uh, the tall man. So, <laughs> do, do we think Paul Rudd's the tall man? I think he could be the tall man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go find my old Us Weeklies from like the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> With him driving a funeral cart. <laughs> um, what Do you, uh, do you have uh, any other thoughts on this before we kind of do our wrap-up uh, parts of the I, show? I like this movie. I think it is very good. It's very strange. I wish mm-hmm. there was more to like joke about, but it's a very kind of straightforward all over the place kind of movie. Yeah. So it's kind of, so oh, I, I like it. I need to watch the other ones, which are, which you vouch for and say are very, very fun to like watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't talk about Mike watching his brother fuck in the cemetery. Oh, that's right. How did we miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just uh, he follows he follows Jody around, but then he's about to, he's going out there with a woman. What do you think's going to happen? And he's yeah, going to watch. I, I'm surprised that that word hasn't got around the town. Be like, there's this lady who wears lavender, and she's DTF. Bro. But she's going to take you to the cemetery. <laughs> like she's going to. It's it's her kink. Whatever. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> but if you want to put it in, you got to you got to get down with the graves. I'm just saying, if you want to get the first one out of the way, dude, you could just go do that down in the cemetery. <laughs> she's down there right now. Like I saw her. You may commit <laughs> suicide afterwards, but you know. <laughs> but you know what? At least you won't die a virgin. Am I right? <laughs> Am I- uh, yeah, I, I highly enjoy this movie. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I've said that a bunch of times, but that's just 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 facts, kid. Um, yeah. What what was your uh, best kill of the movie? Gavin? Uh, best kill, obviously, got to go to the caretaker getting bald in the head and just brain spurted everywhere. Because yeah, it happens for way too long, by the way. Like, <laughs> How much blood's in this man? And in especially in the brain area. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's skull and stuff. But yeah, that just a great visual of the the blood arching out and and it's the first is it the first time we see that ball yes either way and uh, another scary moment is when uh mike is running from the tall man in the mausoleum area Mm -hmm. for sure uh, having that tall guy chase you in in a a spooky place already yeah um what what was your oh shit moment uh well because my oh shit moment is probably probably the ball spurt in the brains but if I want to give mm-hmm. like a jovial oh shit moment, my oh shit moment would be when Reggie pulled up on the porch and started jamming with Jody. And you're like, these guys got some rhythm. They- yeah, it wasn't a bad jam. Yeah, like that's uh, that's what I I wish I could play any instrument. So I just like be like, sup man, bring it, ding it, ding it, ding it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just show up and start jamming. And play w- whenever, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Here we go, brother. Uh, <laughs> my my oh shit is probably the uh boy at the end 
Yeah. Or that, the casket that, lift. Because you don't know anything about him yet. You're like, what is going on? What is this man? He's been he's been doing some squats or something like yeah. this man's got them games. There's a reason that suit is too small. Because <laughs> he's busting out of it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so that's yeah. Phantasm. Uh, and if you if you if you've never seen it or I would I would recommend it because all our ramblings are going to make sense uh with with it um i'm looking through my notes to see if there's any other stuff that would be fun to to talk about um uh, that had the run okay uh they rented a cemetery had the run of a local cemetery a funeral home rather uh to shoot at night the man who was in charge of making sure they didn't break anything was an embalmer who would come uh watch them shoot between working the director remembers uh, Coscarelli remembers one night when the embalmer was eating a donut, heard the back door bell ringing and said, oh, I got another one. He probably <laughs> left donut in hand uh, to receive the corpse. I, it was really morbid, says Coscarelli. <laughs> oh, uh, here comes a fresh one. That's just every it happens in at Friday, part four, where you get the guy eating a sandwich and they'll just lay the sandwich on the body to sign the forms or whatever that just that now it's a trope of the the embalmer guy just eating and being so nonchalant about it yeah and you know what i mean they're dead you can't make them more dead by putting a sandwich in them no might as might as well just have the whole spread out there on them you know <laughs> i mean that's a de- delicacy in like asia you get a woman to be searched on su- uh, like sushi on yeah i mean you get a d- dead body you don't gotta pay them anything they ain't got no souls <laughs> gone <laughs> souls gone uh, also in uh star wars the force awakens there's the uh, the character captain phasma who was named after the movie phantasm uh because directed by jj uh, abrams that's yeah, he said that to fa- phantasm he said that the chrome of her costume looked like the ball from phantasm mm-hmm so, That's about all the uh, interesting stuff that I found that we haven't already talked about. So if you liked Phantasm, what would you recommend? I would recommend Phantasm 2 and 3. There are five movies. <laughs> <laughs> and just just know uh, it gets weirder. There's uh, more what is going on. There's very few answers uh, that are given. But if you like this, you probably would like those two. And if you like those, watch the rest. But, uh, you know, they're not the best movies. Okay. Uh, for me, if you like this, I would recommend the the movie Autopsy of Jane Doe, which we mm-hmm. mentioned. It's very funeral home based. Yep. Also, a little out of left out, out of left field, um, the TV show Six Feet Under. Okay, I've, I haven't seen. I heard great things about it. It is a, just a great show. It's not always spooky. It has some like weirder stuff in it, but it takes place in a funeral home. It's just one of one of the best shows I've ever watched, and has the single greatest finale of any show I've ever seen. I heard that about that show too. Yeah, it has the best finale to this day that I've ever seen. So if you like funeral homes and like family dramas, watch Six Feet Under because it is incredible. Uh, did you ever watch? Is it what? It, what show is it? It's um. It's uh, De- is it dead like me? Haunting, no, haunting of Hill House, and then what's the other one? Bly oh, Manor? the haunting of haunting of Bly Manor. What's the one where it's all in a all one take episode? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that that was the haunting of Hill House. 
Yeah, I like that one's uh, set in a funeral home as well, or part of it as far yes. as one of the characters. If you yeah. like that, you like watch that show as well. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House is good. Haunting of Bly Manor is not good. And no matter what my girlfriend says, I'm like, it wasn't good. I liked it. She's okay. right and you're wrong. Fair. Um, Whatever. Also, if you might, if you like Don Coscarelli, the director of this, you probably will like uh, Bubba Hotep. Have you ever seen that? Yes, with uh, with with Bruce Campbell as Elvis. Yeah, as Elvis. So, and that that is also weird. So, if you're yes. into that kind of thing, if you like uh, weird and you're trying to get some strange, check yeah. out Don Cascarelli's other movie. Yeah, and I haven't read that book, uh, Exhumed, but it's all about this franchise. So, I'm going to check it. I bought it. So, I mean, I heard good things about it. But uh, like, I bought it. I'll read it one day. One of these days, uh, Gavin. Uh, what are we watching next week? So we got a, I got a request for this movie on Twitter from uh, one of our fans named at Bailey. Pegasus four eight seven two. <laughs> Was that the name I said earlier? I don't remember. Um, it's from X. It's from XX Deadpool sixty nine four twenty. Oh, uh, nice, bro. No, it, it's a very nice girl named Bailey. Hey, and Bailey. she said, and she slid us five dollars oh, and nice. said, please cover Scooby Doo and on Zombie Island. And mm-hmm. I was like, hell's to the yeah i love that movie we will 100 cover scooby-doo on zombie island next week that's that's it and i don't uh i don't know that it's on anywhere because i just uh bought it i think it's on Not i think it's for on, this episode by the way i think it's on i do believe Boomerang. it is is it on is it not on uh hbo max N- no it's not all right well it's on uh amazon prime for something so we'll see what it's on i'll i'll find it somehow either but either way it's uh yeah i'm excited to watch this i am as well so that's what we're gonna do next week uh you can follow me i'll go ahead and pl- plug my stuff you can follow me over on youtube at gavin loves horror i'm also on twitter at gavin horror which is where i got that request for scooby-doo on zombie island from bailey so if you're one of tweeted us like, like requests you you can tweet at me at gavin horror brent watch your stuff uh, at Brent Terhune on Twitter. If you, uh, we like to get nice messages over there. It's uh, mm-hmm. and leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, a good review, and if you have a bad one, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, just bury it uh, deep inside, like your father's love for you. Let it fester later. <laughs> um, and then also, Gavin, you've been on my other podcast called The Field Trip with Brent Terhune. Uh, some spooky topics over there, but recently I've done the craziest concert moments. Um, I've done the greatest heists and, uh, coming soon. I have, uh, an, an episode on Alex Jones, one on Elon Musk, one on QAnon. And I sat down with a guy named Don Guillory, who was a uh, history professor. Uh, and we did the history of the KKK. If you want real horror. That's oh, an episode. yeah. That, I like the way you tied it back. You're like for real human scary yeah. stuff that faces us every day perfect mm-hmm. perfect sell I, I can't wait to listen and uh check out midwest monsters as well where you can uh, we talked about movies of 1983 that's one topic we talked about the new halloween trilogy which mm-hmm. we've covered on this show and the phantasm franchise so that's at midwest monsters uh fantastic so go listen to all that stuff have, have we have we plugged enough stuff now you think i think we should we should wrap this up all right uh hey Hey, boy, they're coming to get you. Barbara. Boy, bruh. <laughs> they're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.